Angel Music, read by the author, Dick Dirksen. There's a bunch of Spanish-speaking pathfinders up at the end of the valley. Say they need a ride to the train station in Denver. The report came to me as very bad news, raising my level of frustration. The 1985 Camp Hale Pathfinder Camporee, very first international camporee for pathfinders in the North American division, had ended the day before. All the clubs had packed up and left for home. The welcome teepees had been taken down. The blacksmith shop had been disassembled and placed in the truck that was taking it home. Even the tall replica of the Washington Monument, the one that had stood as the centerpiece of the camporee grounds, was gone. Its pieces unscrewed, packed, folded, and trucked away in a container, headed home to Washington, D.C. I was the camporee facility coordinator, driving around the valley in my tired jeep, making sure that all remnants of the event were disappearing. Our Forest Service permit said that the valley was to be returned to the condition it was in before we had arrived, and that no mark of our presence shall remain. That included the large stage and video screens, the headquarter tents, the water pipes, the bridges we had built over the Eagle River, the flag we had hung on the Eastern Butte, all of the 50-plus motorhomes we had rented as temporary motel rooms for special guests, and every single tent peg the Pathfinders had pounded into the Camp Hale dirt. Campery had been an awesome success. As the best evangelistic program the church has ever given its youth, one leader announced. Best experience of my life, a young Pathfinder told me. The Camp Hale Campery was over. Everyone was on their way home, except for a few workers and 35 Pathfinders from a club in Mexico City, Mexico. I had been smiling contentedly in the rapidly emptying valley. Then Carl told me about the club from Mexico. Are they waiting for a bus to pick them up? I asked. I think you better go talk to him, he answered, and then drove away in his dust-covered pickup. Started the Jeep, drove down the road, past where the headquarters tent had stood, over a small hill to where the club was waiting. Crazy, I mumbled to myself, noticing a dark gray storm cloud slipping into the valley. I wonder why I didn't know they were still here. They should have been gone hours ago. The Pathfinders were sitting beside the road, singing Masaya del Sol and waving at me. Can I help you? I asked, fearful of the answer. No, estamos bueno. I think we're fine, the director told me in broken English. We're waiting for the bright red bus. A bright red bus, I asked, incredulous, noticing that the storm was getting closer. See, we've asked God to pick us up in a bright red bus and take us to meet the train at the Denver Railroad Station. Our train leaves at midnight. My mind quickly calculated how long it would take even a fast, bright red bus to get from Camp Hale to the station. Yeah, probably five hours with the traffic. This bus was going to have to show up in the next 30 minutes. What bus company have you contracted for the trip? Oh, solo Dios, just God, he responded with a shrug. God knows we don't have enough money to rent a bus, so we've asked him to send us one of his bright red ones. A few hours earlier, I could have sent the entire club home in the fleet of rented motorhomes, but all those vehicles were now gone. 
I could have shoehorned them into half-empty buses with several other clubs. But those were also gone. It was late, about to rain, and there were no buses, no motorhomes, not even an empty semi-truck in the valley. Nothing, nada. Just my Jeep and Carl's work truck. Would you like to say a prayer with us? The director asked. I joined them, all of us praying for God's bright red bus to come quickly. Then I drove back up the valley to make sure all the showers had been removed. My mind rumbled with the questions. Why hadn't they done a better job of planning? Why hadn't they told me about their problem earlier when I could have helped? Isn't it presumption rather than faith when you expect God to do the impossible on your time schedule? Oh, Lord, they're yours, I said aloud. I can't help them now. Please send them your bus, bright red, if you happen to have a spare one available. (laughs) Oh, I wished my prayer had been more sincere. I drove on, checking this and that and worrying about my friends from Mexico. If the storm didn't get them, where would they sleep tonight? A strange dust cloud began swirling on the road toward me. A few moments later, a vehicle slowed and then stopped right beside my Jeep. It was a bus, a bright red bus, empty. Hey there, the driver shouted from his window. I'm really sorry I'm late. I was supposed to pick up a group of pathfinders from somewhere in Pennsylvania, but engine troubles kept me away all day. Man, it's been a long day. I remembered the Pennsylvania group and told him that we'd been able to put them together with another club and they left several hours ago. Okay, he said. Since I'm here, is there anything else I can do for you? I'm going to Denver. And the mileage is all paid up. Yes, sir, I smiled. (laughs) chuckled, and pointed down the road to where 35 pathfinders from Mexico were already putting on their backpacks. There's a full busload of pathfinders waiting for you. You're right on time. The driver smiled. I was hoping I'd find a load in the valley. As the bright red bus pulled away, The driver began blowing a series of bright, long, loud notes on his air horn. Angel music, I thought.